0: Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Mark Stone with the Golden Knights shorthanded, handed. by Stevenson. Stone, Waits, Stars! Long pass ahead. They look to the catch the Panthers on a change. Michael Martinez, Stars!
1: Theodore's shot did not make it through. Carlson. across the
0: Stevenson down the right side, grabbing it back for Houghton. Westside's pass. Stone! Stone! His second of the right! Fettish pass, broken up. Stone, third time. Stone! The silver trophy to the Golden Knights! Etch H-M- in What a performance by the captain and the entirety of the Vegas roster en route to a Stanley Cup in just their sixth year of existence. Amazing, absolutely dominant performance to close out their first ever cup win. Welcome into Sabres Live with Marty Baran and Brian Duff. The smiles were large last night. I don't know if the same smiles existed in the office place when I walked in this morning. Vibe was a little different. Thought it was a little quiet when I came in today, Marty. Um, It didn't uh, prevent conversation from happening on last night. And obviously, Jack was front and center with another stunning performance, one that allowed him to emerge as the playoff scoring leader in his first ever postseason foray. Quite the storyline unfolding last night.
1: Yeah, congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. Listen, there's a lot of lessons you can take from it, uh, what they were able to do. Now it can't apply to every team, and not everybody has the uh, the the makeup, the the mental and physical makeup to to be able to do what Vegas did. Uh, but look, Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, uh, just to name a few, Carlson, Marshall. So there's been. I, I love that. You know, the the six original misfits got to have the cup like kind of in a row after the captain Mark Stone. It went from Morale Smith to Marshall. So and then ended up with Will Carrier. That was great. Um, But so I've been asked many times now from last night to this morning and even the previous day, how do you feel about Jack? And I'll be honest with you, Duffer. I mean, every year I played, I didn't care who won the cup. I just cared that it wasn't me. Like that at the end of the season, when I see somebody lift the cup, it doesn't oh. matter if it's Joe, John, Bob, like it's, it's not me. And I hated that. I loved the moment, but I hated the moment because it wasn't me and Jack Eichel. I'm happy for him. Happy that he won. Um, I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be not so happy and maybe bitter, but I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them i'm happy that he won i just hate that it's not the sabers in the end lifting the you know the trophy over their head
0: exactly that's the best way to put it i have nothing um you know i'm happy for jack i'm super happy for will carrier and, and Braden mcnab now yes. now i feel bad for will he was the he was the the, He's leftover, the most of the misfits he was he was clearly the biggest misfit. Yeah, he did, they didn't even couldn't even get him in the starting lineup, but a tip of the cap to Bruce Cassidy for playing it the way he played it. Just embracing the moment and with six original Golden Knights, he's able to start five of them in the opening roster last night and then I would say perfectly fittingly Mark Stone is the difference maker early to get them on the board shorthanded. It, it's almost when you look at it for me, when I look at how they were constructed, it's almost like they were waiting for Mark stone to be able to come to them because of their connection, you know, with, um, with the organization really from my and McCrimmon to like, just the way it's set up, like, they had a previous relationship with Mark and they identified him as, a, as the player that would become their first ever captain. And, you know, now we're talking about a situation where Stone leads them to a Stanley Cup. This hasn't happened that a first captain in franchise history has led his team to a cup. That hasn't happened since 1928. You know, like Vegas went three years without a captain. And when Stone arrived, it's like, okay, he's our captain. He's the guy. And through all of it, injuries, surgeries, what have you, like for him to score the shorthanded goal the way he did, it was so Mark Stone. Like, I don't know how you find him. I find a moment more like he's just, everybody has criticized him or critiqued him excessively over the years. Well, he can't do this. He's too slow for this, 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 this. When the brain is so much better than one's physical Attributes, uh, man, it is something to watch. And Stone just, he just outthinks his opponents all the time. It's he's, incredible. He's
1: so smart. And I listen, this is our question, right, at Sabres Live on Twitter, fill in the blank Wednesday, is blank is the biggest takeaway from the Golden Knights Stanley Cup win. I think that the willingness to take risk is is definitely at the top of the list for me when I look at the Vegas Golden Knights. But what they did with Mark Stone is they traded for him, February twenty-fifth of twenty 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 nineteen, I believe. Anyway, I have to look back. Mark Stone was about to become a UFA at the end of the year. Ottawa was like, we gotta trade him. We can't let him walk away as a UFA. Could he had sign signed him. a what huh? was that?
0: So they could have signed him.
1: Well, could yeah, they had, the had the signed thing. Stone to a one year deal, 7.35 million dollars, and was gonna walk him to UFA. They trade him to Vegas. Vegas a week later gives them an eight year extension at 9.5 million, like 2.2 million more than what Ottawa was playing them. Hey, now. Can I pause one sec? Yeah. You
0: remember the previous incarnation of this show? Yes. Which person on that show, regular guest, absolutely? Tore a strip off of Vegas and basically rolled his eyes and said, Who is this guy when they signed him that deal?
1: I don't remember. That would not be Jeremy
0: me. Roenick. And I'm like, have you not been watching the guy? Like he's oh, awesome. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. well, anyway, but also Mark was playing with the so, Ottawa Senators and it was like, Right, okay, like he's a good player, but he's a 60 point player. He's 30 30, right? He was scoring 30 goals, 30 assists, yeah. and, and now all of a sudden you're paying him nine and a half million dollars for eight years. It's like, yeah, called projection
0: though. Like you have a good to pay risk. attention. It's a right. hundred
1: percent. You're so right. You're so right. It's oh. a good risk. That's why in the end, I always say money like William Carlson. That was a great risk. He scored 40. You signed him to an extension. He never got to 40 again, but you know what? You sign them long-term and you hope that at one of those years, it's going to pay off, right? One of those years, something's going to work out. And and maybe you're not going to like Mark Stone in the last 2 3 years of his deal. Maybe he's not even going to be playing in the yeah. last 2 3 years of his deal, but it's a good risk.
0: And with the Carlson thing, you're right. You don't need him to score 40. You just need him to be an effective player. Why? Because you have people on board who are projecting the cap and constantly projecting what your roster may look like. Now, What I'm surprised at most here today, and maybe it's because this faction of fans has turned off the game right now because their stomach is upset by either seeing Jack win or seeing Vegas win for any number of reasons. I'm surprised I'm not seeing more accusations. But again, I think people might be fatigued by it, accusing Vegas of being just like Tampa. You know, circumventing cap, the salary. Circumventing gap. the cap. And I get it. But if we're gonna sit here and talk about things we've learned and takeaways and stuff like that, Tampa and Vegas are not the outliers here. The point is, is when you get good enough, and I said this when Tampa started broaching this and going down this path, I'm like, I hope a team that I'm interested in does the exact same thing anything possible to win to keep it together and look what's happened Tampa wins Tampa wins Vegas wins that's it's it's part of the way professional sports yes. is and, and but you, you
1: also have to make the playoffs and Vegas despite not having Mark Stone for a while this season and not no. having players and, and rotating five goalies or whatever the situation was, mm-hmm. they still won the Western Conference in the regular season. They were wired to
0: wire, basically,
1: and even basically. when they were, they were, it. And and we were guilty
0: of it too, almost to a fault, right? Like November, end of November would roll around, and we're like, we're not really talking about Vegas the Oilers. You know? It was the Oilers, yeah, the Colorado it somebody, Avalanche. It was, always, it was, it was somebody the somebody Dallas else.
1: Stars, and it was yeah. maybe the Winnipeg Jets, and it was never the Vegas Golden Knights. And what they did, so yes, you talk about willing to take risks the trade for jack eichel was a big risk because Mm -hmm. you didn't know what was going to come out of that next surgery or anything like that they traded talk which was a big piece there a first round pick and paint crabs a first and a second right there was a big price um it took a risk signing mark stone who became their captain and one of their leader was a big risk um how about you know the change in coaches that they've had the last few years they've had six years They've had three coaches, right? They Pretty had good Ger- ones, though, right? Jared Gallant, great coach. He went to the cup his first year. Eh, you know what? Move on. We'll bring in Pete DeBoer. We think DeBoer is an upgrade. You know what, Pete DeBoer? You, you, we think we can get an upgrade. His name is Bruce Cassidy. Yes, today, a year ago, yeah. today, a year ago, they announced Bruce Cassidy as their coach. Mm-hmm. They're not willing to just sit there and say good is good enough. They're saying right. we need to be great. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway from Vegas winning the cup. I get chills when you
0: say that. Like, I love this. Ah, It's so, I, I don't care what anybody thinks about Vegas. What I care about is like, we're talking about a winner and how you get to this point and what you're willing to do to get to this point. And I love this response at Sabres Live to our question about the takeaway. Aaron provides it. And and it, sometimes when you read something, like you don't know the nuances exactly from the person writing the words, Right. Yep. Which is why texting is so dangerous. Loyalty is not required from an organization to win. Now, this does not have to be perceived as a negative comment. It might just be a matter of fact. Loyalty is not required. But the beauty of it is there's a huge element of loyalty within the Vegas Golden Knights organization. A huge element. You've got one third of your roster. Is still the same as when you started six years ago. That's almost unheard of in today's NHL. Yeah, and you married ship, it, and you married the, it to character players. Smith, Carlson, Marcusau, Theodore, McNabb, and Carrier. Like, and 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 we've seen this in the buildup to this Vegas win: is that no missing link, no, no weak links. Every you know, you have to have quality all the way through. That those six players represent quality and they don't have to be your 100% best but sometimes they are which makes there's, it even more special
1: there's always two sides to the medal, right and it depends what side you decide to focus on so when 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 Aaron says loyalty is not required from an organization to win what do I think about the first thing I think about with Vegas coaching their treatment changes of, their treatment of Marc Andre Fleury right The treatment Mm -hmm. of Marc-Andre Fleury, the first guy they picked in the expansion draft, got him to the Stanley Cup final in the first year. And then it became like the Alan Walsh, the agent of Marc-Andre Fleury, the dagger through the back, the boar, you know, basically backstabbing Fleury and the whole thing. And they, you know what? They moved on from Marc-Andre Fleury. So Mm -hmm. if you decide to look at this side of the medal and say, well... They're better off without Flurry in Vegas. Now, did they handle it right? Eh, Maybe not. But loyalty is not required from an organization to win. But then you flip to the other side and you say, well, there's huge moments of loyalty in this organization. Loyalty to Jack. Loyalty to Mark Stone, who went through another surgery. Could have been, like Mark Stone talks about how he, he, he there was a time where he thought my my career is over and maybe I'm not, it may not even be able to f- function normally because of his neck and his back and everything. Like there was loyalty from the organization. There's other players. Look, this is a question I'm going to ask you too, but look at the amount of players in their jerseys and equipment on the ice after the game. They have four goalies on the ice. They had 30 some players on the ice.
0: Did like, Aiden Hill get the cup yet?
1: I don't know. He's just still waiting in the back. He's <laughs> sure six. It seemed six. like it
0: took forever to get it to him last year they got night. it to
1: Brossois and Logan Thompson probably before Aiden Hill. They went to quick first. Yeah, they did good. Well, that was Alec Martinez saying, like, hey, quickie, you're a big part of this. And that's hey, fine. Quickly, Veteran... um,
0: sorry, didn't mean to pun there, yeah. but it is is John eligible? He didn't play in the playoffs, but he played nine or ten regular season no, games he, with he, Vegas.
1: But is it different for a
0: player that, or a goalie for the name? Cause it's usually, so is he going to get it, get the well, name he on He was, the he
1: was, he was rostered for, you have to be rostered for one playoff game, right? So you have to be on the 20 men roster for one play, one Stanley cup finals game. So I if you, you don't, to don't play, have a though. shift, I, I it used to be, but I don't think like if you sit on the bench and you're in the 20 men roster, you uh-huh. are technically on the game sheet and on the cup, yeah. but I don't know. There's different rules for that, but look, there's yeah. petition. I, the, if the biggest golden Knights calls the league and says, Hey, Jonathan quick's name has to be on the cup. It, yeah. Like they're going to say, yes, right. There's a mm-hmm. lot of things, but, um, look, so, to this, your
0: point, all the guys out on the ice,
1: that's, that's loyalty. That's loyalty yeah. to them. And they feel loyalty to the organization. Now I want to ask you that question because that is something that last night I had a hard time dealing with maybe is how do you feel about all those extra players getting dressed and to go on the ice, because I'm 50-50 uh, on it. And I was 75-25 last night on the negative way, and yeah. I worked myself to 50-50. But I think that's as far as I'm going to go.
0: I have seen it now for so many years that it doesn't even register with me. I, I If you had asked me this six, seven years ago, maybe I would have had a stronger take on it. Um, but I, I don't know. Based on how methodical it was last night, uh, almost mechanical, you know, the Vegas, yeah. the handoff from one to the next, all the way through ownership, management, assistant GMs, assistant coaches, you know, John Stevens, what a great dude. Like yeah. I, I've always admired his intelligence and and ability to, you know, just even in a short moment of time, like just articulate the game. And I love his in- his demeanor and everything. And it was really nice. Well,
1: he to is see a him winner everywhere. That. He's gone. Yeah, he's he a winner. He won the and... AHL Calder cup with the phantoms yeah. uh, as a coach, as a player. Um, yeah. He was in LA. He's, I, I had him as a coach in Philly. Look, mm-hmm. do I think he's a good head coach? No, I don't no. And I'll tell that to everybody. He's a great assistant right. coach, not right. a good head coach. And he's won as an assistant coach. So that's great. Now here's yeah. the thing with the guys going on the ice. I personally think nah, I don't like it. Right. Like, you have your 20 guys that are dressed for that night, come out in your suit. Like, you. If it, what if it's a 2-2 game and you get the guys dressed and all of a sudden you lose? Like, the guys have to go to the back room and get undressed because I you know. lost the game. Like, it's 6-1 right after two. It, it's okay, but the only thing, the only reason why you would want everybody to dress, especially a guy like Laurent Broissois and guys that have played, is so that they can get their picture in their gear with the cup over their head. That's Mm. the only thing that I can feel and, and have an argument of saying that's important. Everybody, every player should have their picture with the cup fully dressed on the ice and you put it over your head. But I still remember in 93, right? Denise Savard. He was on the bench coaching the Montreal Canadian. He's a hall of famer and everything. He's in a suit in the Mm -hmm. team picture. And I'm like, I want that. I want a guy that is like, I'm part of the team, but I didn't play.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I, like I say, I, I can't form a strong opinion on it. Um, but I, I can definitely see both sides of it. The one thing that I, that needs to be kind of reemphasized, not that it's not obvious to people, but, um, but if we're talking in the context of team building and takeaways and, you know, how most importantly the Sabres here on Sabres live continue their development, their involvement, um, I mean, we're talking six years of the Vegas golden Knights and in regular season play, they are a top five team in playoff play over that time. They are the second best team. Only Tampa has won more games in the playoffs than Vegas since their inception. So like, this is kind of the best model you could follow, right? Like if, if, if at some point like, and, and, and you can't undo history, you can't erase it. It's there. You must learn from it and move on. But if you're like drawing a line and saying, we're starting again now, right? Wouldn't you try to like everything you said earlier about risk and all that wouldn't well, I I try more. to follow the Vegas model. I got more than the like, risk. Like the risk like, is important. It, but and, and 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 it's not and everything you said, like mm-hmm. Flurry, Leonard, still under contract for two years. But the beauty is the sum of their parts, which is a terrible term to use for 18 skaters in a game, but the yeah. sum of their parts is so much greater than one individual between the pipes. And that's not to take away from Aiden Hill. But it's a fascinating further discussion to get into here, with Hill being a free agent with I've got 23 guys now on my goaltender list for the carousel for this summer. Like at what point do you just stop obsessing over the position and realize that it's
1: so much more than that
0: position? You know Duffer. what I mean?
1: Okay. Willing to take risk and willing to make moves to win yeah. is the number one takeaway I get from Vegas in their six years of existence. Number two that I have that teams may look, As takeaways this year with the Vegas Golden Knights, to me, is discipline in two forms. Mm -hmm. The the, the number of penalties that Vegas took in the regular season, they're their least penalized team in the regular season, right? They still played a tough game. They were the least penalized team. Ask Matthew Kachuk. You know what their plus-minus penalty drawn to penalties taken in the playoffs was this year? Vegas? Plus 18, Duffer. The second team... Was the Toronto Maple Leafs at plus eight? They're ten better than the Maple Leafs, right? That's why they won. They were plus eighteen. Discipline is important, but then the other side of discipline is—I'm um, getting a call from Vegas. No, it sounds like Mugatu. And for those who say like who know who Mugatu is, it sounds like it could be Mugatu calling me. Um, you want to take Ferrell, it? but no, I'm not taking it. I'll Are call it. Yes. Can we not
0: uh, wire it in? This could be fun.
1: Uh, that could be fun, but um, he's going to tell too many stories about me, and I don't want to. But the discipline, you talk about how they played defensively. Aiden Hill this year played 27 games, okay? Mm-hmm. He was a top 15 in both save percentage and goals against average. Top 15. He was 35th in goal save above expectation per 60. Like, the numbers – if if you're 15 in, in regular numbers and 15 in advanced numbers, okay, you performed at a high level at a top 15. Mm-hmm. But the way Vegas defended and the discipline in their defensive game allowed for Ada Hill to, to have great regular numbers and average, uh, you know, advanced numbers. Why? Because he didn't see as many scoring chances, as many dangerous shot, as Mary, as many high danger chances. He didn't see as many of them. That's what the yeah. numbers tell you. And why didn't they see as many of them? And that's my third point because of their group of defense, which you duffer have yeah. been talking about all year long.
0: They, years really oh. years.
1: <laughs> they went and got Alex Petrangelo. He was a 30 year old defenseman. Yeah. They went and got Alex Petrangelo, right? They give him the big extension, of the contract. They got Theodore, right? That was an original misfit. They got size on the back end, right? So now, I'm trying to compare this to the Sabres. The willingness to take risk. Look, the Sabres have done their fair share of risk a little bit when you think Mm -hmm. about, um, you know, Tage Thompson to the middle and, you know, Quinn Paterka, Dylan Cousins, Samuelson, whatever. There's risk there a little bit. Um, Their discipline, Don Granado has got the team playing better, but now I feel like the next step is the system discipline. And three, like they've got, size on the back end, the Sabres do. They got, uh, like, they're building a group of six, and I think that's another step this summer to take. So time. looking at the Sabres and Sin, they're not far off this Vegas approach to how to build a championship team. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different adjustments. You're not always going to do the same way, but they're not far off And the right. three biggest points, I think, why Vegas made it there.
0: And the market will always dictate a certain amount of roster construction. Vegas is different than Buffalo. Why did Petrangelo end up in Vegas? It was an incredibly attractive option for him after winning a cup and being priced out basically in St. Louis, right? Yes. Once in a lifetime opportunity, Vegas had already established itself as an incredible hockey market with a super fun buildup on game days in and around the arena. Right? So again, that's, what's trying to be built here is a winning environment. So people Mm -hmm. remember whether you're, you know, a player or scout, any extension of the hockey community, it's like, Oh, this is actually super cool here. And you want to make it conducive for free agents to consider you as an option, but there is a pretty big disparity. And there always will be when market size is different and geographical location is different. You can't, you can't make up the weather here. That, you know what i mean like so these are Can't these make are up the stuff. tax bracket here either i'm 100 true so these are all <laughs> things that it's never going to be apples to apples ever 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 it's just the way it is but you have to do what they're trying to do now which is built throughout honestly i just well, there also are so given
1: like locking in dylan cousins locking in matthias samuelson locking in Tate Thompson, Potential mm-hmm. locking in of Rasmus Dalian this year and at some point Owen Power and moving forward. Yeah. Like that's what Vegas did. Yes. That's what Vegas yes. did with Carlson, Petrangelo oh Stone, uh, you know, Marsha So, Riley Smith. Like that's what Vegas did.
0: But Nick Waugh getting his deal, Nick Haig getting his deal, the yes. fact that Carrier and Colasar are $1.4 million players. Just let me, because, allow me this window. Thirty okay. seconds to gush one more time about Will Carrier. That is, it it <laughs> took a long time, and and you know not to be forgotten in all of this. I, I think a big reason why. I I know I personally feel this way, and I would assume other fans like Will Carrier was a piece. It could be argued how big, but he's a piece of the Ryan Miller trade, like. This It's a massive turning point, if you will, and that's probably not the right phrase, in this franchise's history. When the decision was made to move off of Miller and Ott and and, and try to get the Eichels and Reinhardt's and all the rest of the world, right? Will Carrier came in that deal. Will Carrier was unlike almost any player we had. Will Carrier played less than a full season with the Buffalo Sabres scored his first goal in a shootout win against Pittsburgh on a night when Anders Nilsson between shootout and regulation made 49 out of 50 saves. Like, but I'll never forget it. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm so happy for this kid. Right. This year in regular season and playoffs combined, will scored 18 goals, 31 points in 74 games at 1.4 million. Yeah. Can you tell me a fourth liner? If, and that's, I don't even like using it. I mean, it's, As Ralph said, we don't number our lines. No, we do. But seriously, think of that impact. 18 goals, 31 points, 1.4 million, basically 12 minutes a night at best. That's how you win. And
1: that That was a four-year deal. That was a four-year deal. And I was like, look, you could give a a one-year deal to a player like that, say at one and a half million, and then we'll see. No, they said, you know what? Here's it. Luck you in for four years. Yeah. and we're going to use you and we're going to give you a role and you're going to fulfill that role to a to another level so um yeah i i think that was great on will carrier i loved again that the original 6 misfits got the cup right after mark stone hey it, we finally we, have an original
0: 6 that's actually accurate
1: well yeah that's that's true well I, yes, you're right, because you hate that we mentioned the original six teams when it's yeah, a the Because the original Chicago four Boston were like Hamilton Toronto.
0: and Quebec and Montreal and Toronto. So yeah, But it's the, the, original the original six
1: thing. era because it was the longest era with six teams. But I get what you're saying. So that's what it is. Now, listen, I know we have to get to break and I know we have more to discuss. I want to tease this, that I have three very important questions to ask you coming out of the break, because I want Your opinions. I want Brian Duff's opinions on those things. I already asked you once earlier, one about the players coming out to celebrate in their full gear, Mm because it really, you know, bothered me last night in a way that I was debating this in my own head. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a few things I want to talk about. One of it is injuries, Duffer. And we know that what happens at the end of the playoffs is we have this long list of injuries We can discuss that, too, because there was some significant one with the Florida Panthers, not so much with the Vegas Golden Knights. But I have questions for you, so be ready. Be ready. I'm coming in strong.
0: I have chest pains just thinking about it. This is Sabres Live, (laughs) and it continues on WGR and MSG after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back on Sabres Live. Not to be outdone. It was uh, it was pretty impressive of the Oakland A's to try to steal the Vegas Thunder last night with the 27,000 turnout in reverse boycott night. And the A's continue to be the best team in baseball over the last uh, seven days. So... That's interesting. Will they end up in Vegas? Who knows? Um, Stay tuned for that. Their
1: motto should be, where are we going? Because they started winning, Duffer, when you were in Pittsburgh and the Oakland A's were playing the Pirates. And across from your hotel room, there was a big sign that says, where are we going? Well, they're going places now. They're not the worst team in baseball anymore. So, yeah.
0: Did you see the list of um, captains? in NHL history who have produced the most points in a Stanley cup final because Mark oh. stone went five, four, nine over five games. Yes. And only six times in NHL history has a captain had more points in the Stanley cup final. Can you guess them?
1: Well, I would say Wayne Gretzky has had that multiple times,
0: three times out of the six. Yep.
1: Yeah. Mario Lemieux,
0: Mario Lemieux. That's
1: four. Um, Oh, I want to say Ovi.
0: No, they are old timers. And I say that with the greatest respect. One of them is, well, two quick guesses.
1: Maurice Richard. No. Okay. Jean Bileveau? Yes. Okay. And one has an
0: award named after him.
1: One has an award named after him. Uh,
0: It's the player's MVP. Con Smite? No.
1: Ted oh, Lindsay. players at heart?
0: The players MVP. Like they vote on it, not the heart. Oh, they I did, voted I did, on by Ted the media. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay, Ted Lindsay. So
0: Gretzky, Lemieux, Lindsay, and Bellavo Yeah. Pretty good company, huh?
1: Pretty good company, Mark Stone. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he One he is tied actually d- hey, it's a typical misfit thing. Like you talk about these <laughs> players and then you have Mark Stone. So man, oh man. Uh, okay, well, bring listen. it. I'm ready. How about this? I'm going to start with a with an easy one because we've already touched on him, Aiden Hill. But why is it, Duffer, and I get frustrated when I hear this, why is he referred to as the fourth-string goalie and fifth-string goalie? He's a $2.1 million goaltender that was the backup to Logan Thompson just because they wanted to give Logan Thompson a chance at the start of the season. Aiden Hill earned a spot to be a top two goalies with the Vegas Golden Knights, and he played that way all season long. Why do we go low-hanging fruit here and always write the the narrative, oh, he's the fourth and fifth string goalie in Vegas. Like, it frustrates me. Like, it, help me out here.
0: I wish I could. But you know I frustrate more easily than you do. So obviously I'm going to share the opinion with you on this. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Excuse me, I got a case of the Dreggers here. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, yeah. It, what's as fascinating to me now is... Where is this fourth string goaltender going to end up? Uh, because exactly. th- there is a reality that he might be a number one somewhere. It might even be in Vegas. They, they could re-up him. They could make Thompson battle to get that spot back. It could be 45-35 Hill Thompson next year. Highly unlikely because Vegas tends to end up having to use a lot of net minders. But, yes. um, but I couldn't help but think that maybe L.A., who no. are to me kind of in the dark here as to what are they doing with their net minding, man. Oh man. It's hard when it's that close geographically and you're, you know, you were this close to beating Edmonton. Edmonton was this close to beating Vegas. Like this is, and that division was really, really, really up for grabs. Like let's not forget as much as Vegas led wire to wire, like down the stretch, well, almost wire to wire. Like there was great debate as to which team was going to emerge. And there was a chance LA was going to do it. But I don't think they really want to keep or revisit Corpusallo. No is, no. is Hill actually the right? I don't know.
1: Uh, Freddie Aiden. Anderson, I can see there. I can maybe yeah. even see Antiranta. Maybe they bring in Varlamov for a little bit and try it. I don't know. But Aiden Hill is not a fourth string goalie, people. He had a two year deal, paying him two point one million a year. It wasn't like it's a good backup money. It's great yes. backup money that he was making. It's, it's not a fourth string and, goaltender. Okay. Uh, okay. Wait. Dr- hang
0: on quickly. Did oh. did Aiden Hill? Lead the playoffs in wins or not?
1: Uh ooh, because Bob got uh yes, I would say yes. No, he had, Bob
0: Bob led. He had twelve, Aiden oh, had 12,
1: eleven. Eleven. but he Aiden, did lead save percentage.
0: Aiden had the most wins of anybody who never started like never played the first round. Yes. Instead like, which is it is baffling. And yes, you're right. He led in save percentage at nine thirty two. So when you were going you know, putting into perspective how to view Aiden Hill's season from an analytics, and when one matches the other, what I lo- and I love, you know, I love the advanced approach to all of this stuff. But I also love it when the baseline, old school stats, yeah, leave you as number one, and your team just won the cup. Well, I think it's perfect. It's pack, like good. When you for get you the eight. sad
1: pack in the bathroom, it doesn't show your goal save above expectation. It shows your goal save goals against average or your save percentage. And that yeah. that's nice to see. Um, yeah. but all, uh quickly, um, because I, I know we are going to get there. Um scarves on the ice, celebration. What did you feel about the scarves, Stanley Cup champion scarves around everybody's neck?
0: I feel like a complete idiot because you know that I am a big scarf guy. Yes. Because I'm chronically cold. Now, I will say this. The first thing I thought of when I saw the scarves was soccer. Yep. But I also thought it was perfect in the moment and i i big 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 fan my favorite scarf as you know and most of buffalo knows now because they see me wearing it all the time is the scarf that you gave me years ago in our christmas gift exchange so i should have worn that today as a tribute to the moment where scarves adorned the stanley cup champions
1: well did you know that bill foley in yes, january did. became owner or minority owner of the premier league team that's why team. i thought of it so yes so yes. yeah so um i was a little bit on the fence with it but then when i saw the coaches in their suits and everybody the trainers with the scarves i'm like there's something that puts them all together again better than what,
0: t-shirts I, better. my opinion now better, like, than, t-shirts, this, better than t-shirts better way better
1: and yeah. and again it comes down to why are the extra players dressing they could put the scarves on and be the team right so that's the thing Love and that. last but not least a question to you duffer because you know, we do have to talk about the Florida Panthers and their injury situation and the players that were really, really banged up in the finals and throughout the playoffs. But are you fascinated with all of this playoff injury talk? Because the first thing that you do when a team loses is we want to know their injuries, right? We want to know what's happening. Like, I'm not fascinated about it. But I like to know about it. That's not my first question, but it feels like that's the first question on a lot of people's minds. So are you, like, first thought, like, I wonder who was hurt. That's why they lost. Like, is that you?
0: No, because I'm focused on the winners, typically.
1: Uh, yes. And
0: as you started that question slash topic, I was now really, really eager to learn of what all of Vegas's injuries were more so than what happened on Florida. You could see it. There was deterioration in their game. But it's more heroic when you learn three days, a week from now, that X, Y, and Z on the Golden Knights are going to be out for three to four to five to six months because they literally, like the Panthers, but they laid it all on the line and emerged victorious. That, those are defining, you know, um moments memories uh traits of these guys and
1: um now think about yeah, this
0: I, I the other part of it is marty i think not unlike the 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 earlier topic you brought up it, it it's i'm so used to it now yeah i don't i don't maybe have that same urgency you know it would be different if i'm in the moment and i'm covering it like uh, years ago as a as a beat reporter so to speak right like you're digging for that you want that information mm-hmm. And when it gets presented like it did from Paul Maurice to Jackie Redmond last night, like that's compelling. Yeah. It's unreal and it's dramatic. And it's, you know, if you're on the losing side of it, it's heart stopping. It's like, oh my gosh, Matthew Kachuk had a broken sternum. And you know what I mean? Like that's. But it's I am I am definitely looking at it more from like I'm super curious to see what the winners injure. Yeah,
1: and then that's the the reflexes to ask the losing team what were your injuries. The winning team you don't talk about it, right? Because they what's the experience like? How about that trophy? What about yeah. your performances? What not? The fact that Matthew Kachuk had a broken sternum, um, that to me like I had a Bruce sternum once. And it was about the most painful thing, getting out of bed, even standing up and whatnot. He couldn't get dressed in need of four guys to put his equipment on, tie his skates, put his jersey on. Like, reminded me a lot of Mario Lemieux when he couldn't bend down because of his back and the trainer had to tie his skates. Um, you know what, Magic Kachuk, like, Played through a lot. Uh, Aaron Eggblad played through a lot as well. Broken foot in the first round. Dislocated his shoulder twice Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. Popped it back in. Um, Also passed a concussion test, but got his bell wrong. So Aaron Eggblad, Matthew Kachuk, and many more on the Florida Panthers with major injuries, Uh, but I'm not fascinated by it as much as I like to know, Uh, but that's not the first thing I think about last night. Like when Florida loses, I'm not thinking, oh, I wonder what their injuries were. I wanted to know about Matthew Kachuk because he didn't play in game five. If he's not playing in game five, it has to be really bad, right? And that's one of the reasons why I was intrigued by that one.
0: Incredible. We've talk, been talking about John Con for a uh, week to ten days, and really haven't d- done a deep dive into Marcia so and his Con Smythe. I, I just want to say that even though it might have looked like it was slipping away from him partially last night, a- at the end of it all, to see a player on a ten-game point streak over the final couple of rounds have ten of his 13 goals in the playoffs either gave his team the lead or tied the game. Six of them were lead givers. Four of them were tie gamers. And that to me is the ultimate definition of an MVP. It's hard to have a more pronounced impact in the biggest moments than what Marcia. So did Regardless of what happened in game five.
1: Which that moment we're showing on MSG right now is kind of funny. So Marshall goes to the commissioner Gary Bettman, who didn't get booed by the way in Vegas. They don't hate him. They actually like him. That was actually a league. nice
0: touch. Yeah, It was
1: a nice touch. But so so grabs a con smite, goes to skate towards his team and almost celebrate with the consmite right, with his team. And Dave Keon, the son of the great Dave Keon, yes. um, who has worked for the league for Ever. 40 years now. I mean um, he goes over to Marshall and says, give me the trophy because you're going to get the real big one coming up here. I'm going to I'm going to put that in your stall in the locker room yeah. so you can celebrate with it. So I love that Dave Keon kind of got a, an appearance because I love Dave. He was there when I was about to be drafted. We went mm-hmm. to the finals in Detroit. He was taking care of us. He yeah. took care of Conor Bedard and the uh, prospect this year. He took care of Conor McDavid, Jack Eichel years ago. Like, mm-hmm. he's always been around. There's a nice little touch by Dave Keon Jr. in that moment.
0: Yeah, and we'll fill in the blank. A lot of them, hopefully, as we continue on Sabres Live here on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. We're back with more of Sabres Live presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. All right, welcome back. It is time for Fill in the blank. And I got to tell you, Marty, it is uh, a full slate, and we only have two minutes to go in the show. So let us start with predictions. Bill Foley predicted a Vegas Cup win within six years. Blank will happen within the next six years.
1: Okay, so I will... It's easy to jump in the bandwagon here. The Bandits did win the championship this year, and I think that sometimes it gets going. I'm going to say a Bills in the Super Bowl and a Sabres in the Stanley Cup final in the next six years. Guarantee both teams will make it to the ultimate round. I can't guarantee a win because there's so much luck in that, but I know they'll get there. Both teams will get to the final.
0: You're lucky we're running out of time. Um, blank will be the AAV for the next PLD Pierre-Luc Dubois contract.
1: Okay, well, he could get nine million somewhere, but it is not going to be in LA. It is not going to be in Montreal. So I think really to be honest with you, it'll be about seven point eight or eight million dollars mm-hmm. if he wants to go a destination that he's made like popular that he wants to go to.
0: The future for Sheldon Keefe is blank.
1: Um it's good. It's good. Because if it's in Toronto, he's got a good team, good, good players. And if it's not in Toronto, then they'll move on to somewhere else. So I think the it's best, still keep spine.
0: The best explanation for the success of teams owned by Stan Kroenke is blank.
1: Uh, Well, other than the fact that, oh, like, okay, I know we don't have a lot of time. But, you know, like one region, one city often all win together, right? The Boston area I, all win I together. I wouldn't know. I know exactly not happening here. That's why I'm saying like Buffalo, the bandits got it going, but I just feel like it's, it's luck. It's not that there's a recipe for success. It's luck. When an owner gets three championship.
0: when ro- championships, when the VGK four championships, when the VGK roll into Buffalo next season, the reaction will be blank.
1: It will be booze. It will be booze again because people are angry. Is that jam- B O O
0: S or Z E? to you. We'll see you tomorrow.